Hey fan peeps, this is your podcast host Kunal here. I started this during the pandemic, and in this podcast I discuss my nerdy thoughts and hobbies with you, with the occasional special guest. From anime to zeppelins, we talk about it all. So tell me why you hate Tears of the Kingdom. Everything's brown. It's just brown. Like, I don't even know what what land it is. Don't you is. know me, though? Like, what's wrong with okay, being brown? Okay, it's not, it's not the skin tone, because first off, Link is a cutie pie, and he's got, like, the little sluttiest outfits in this game, this iteration. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. There's, like, there's... Especially the Gerudo no, outfit. Yeah, I My don't want to spoil anybody, but there's some... We got some pretty slutty ones. He's an icon. He's, he's uh, you know, yeah. He's, he's around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, number, even before Tears of the Kingdom, he was he was always like an attractive mm-hmm. figure. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's like fucking especially, ripped. Especially now. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Honestly, I wish I could have um, his buddy. And we are talking about the 18 and above link, right? 100% on this, on this Was he ever a child? That. I'm so sorry. In Ocarina of Time, I think he was, uh, he was a kid. He was I a take kid. back everything that I've just said. <laughs> nah, man. Like, there's tons of games where he's an adult, so it's totally fine. But I'm just putting that out there for everybody there that it's just like we are talking about adults, mm-hmm. 18 mm-hmm. years and older, yes. the voiceless protagonist, mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. and it's just pretty great. Like, so, so you find it too brown. Yes, you find you find it, but you find it you find it like nice and nice and sexy at the same time. Yeah? Because his outfits actually have color. The clothes are colorful. Like, we've got some reds. We've got some oranges, I think. But the land, it's like when when you're, like, building shit and you're outside, legitimately everything is brown. Like, I don't know if that's just my memory, but I distinctly remember one place just being di- several shades of, like, brown and orange. It's it's just so boring to me. Have you been, so you, you don't, you don't have it, do you? No. You're not, uh, you're not playing? No. Okay, gotcha. You do have a Switch? Yes, I do. Ooh, what else do you like on the Switch? Huge Mario Kart 8 fan. I'm Yo, a little cracked I was crushing. I, I, dude, I, I was, my brother and I were crushing his kids <laughs> like, this past week. <laughs> one of it my, was hilarious. Uh, one of my favorite things to do on Mario Kart 8 is play on holidays when, like, kids typically get gifts. So, like, they'll mm-hmm. get it for, like, Christmas or something, and then they'll excitedly play it and go on online mode immediately, and I just fucking destroy <laughs> them. I love it. Fuck yeah. Who do you play as? Who do I play as? Oh, King Boo. King Boo. Okay. Always me. King Boo's pretty good. I go... I typically go for Tanuki Mario. Okay, mm. fascinating. Interesting <laughs> stats on that one. Uh, yeah, I also just like the little things he does whenever you do like tricks. Right. So right. that's fu- it's fucking adorable. I like King Boo's little little butt, his little tail. Uh, he does have a cute butt, or yeah, wh- whatever the tail of a ghost is. Yeah, Koopa is really good to play as because he's just fast. Mm-hmm. He's just really, really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, that must be that must bring so much satisfaction just crushing little kids' dreams and hopes by playing Mario Kart. Because I, I want to join you. In fact, because that sounds awesome. It does. I. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like on non like peak periods, you play against like the people mm. who are like fucking insane at it. 
That's so true. And then it makes, then it, then it crushes you. And then, Literally. And then you're like, well, because half well, the fuck. time I think that they're uh, cheating and I, I have no idea how you cheat at Mario Kart 8. I had no idea like I, there were hacks for it, but some of these people are like 8,000 feet ahead of you. It's wild. Yeah. Like I don't like, there's always a way to outsmart the mousetrap as such. And I honestly feel like that's the best way to, to get into this. Uh, there's always a way to, that technology can be meddled with. Uh, so we've been talking about Mario Kart for a couple of minutes and Nintendo games altogether, but I'm joined by my good friend, Maddie. Maddie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. And you recently got into the world of artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Cool. And, uh, so can you, can you share that journey a little bit? Can you tell us how you got into it a little bit? So I started out out of undergrad as a counselor Ooh. and my work was focused on at risk kids. So I would visit them at their homes when they were ha- experiencing acute symptoms. So, you know, attempting, you know, to harm themselves, harm other people, whatever I would kind of get them out of crisis mode and then either choose, you know, based on, you know, everything, choose to whether um, hospitalize them or um, just set up a plan of treatment for them. And that that was... That that explains why you have such a calm... <laughs> it, it, it was a lot. I, I know. It was a lot. And I, and I, I mean as a compliment. No, thank you. Thank you. It got a little overwhelming and I was doing it at a part of my life in which... I still had some healing to do, and I think helping other people on that journey and being on that journey myself was a little too much, so uh, I left, and I um, started to teach myself Python, and got to a level in which I felt comfortable, and started mm-hmm. applying to tech jobs, and I got the job where I'm at right now. Sweet. Cool. And then... Um how did that get to artificial intelligence? It's it's an AI startup, so I just I was like right into it. Okay, gotcha. So I was looking up and doing research on AI, and the definition that I was provided was essentially artificial intelligence is a machine's ability to perform the cognitive functions we usually associate with human minds. Uh, do you think that's a succinct definition of things you add or change or? like caveats you have to that? Um, I would most certainly add that it can also do things that are, I would certainly add on to that definition that it can also do some things that are a little bit faster than humans. Computing mm. with models, um, AI models, uh, it's it's a lot of like automation and, you know, it's infinitely faster than uh, an average human mind. So uh, right. I would definitely add that on. Okay, gotcha. And then I actually, did I ever tell you I, I had a, a brief coding background? No. As well? Yeah, I, I did launch code back in like 2015, 2016, or no, 2016, 2017. And I, my language, I liked Python, but I did, um, I can't believe I haven't told you this. Yeah, I liked Python, but I did, uh, I did my final project in Java mm-hmm. just because I liked, I liked how you could do it from there. And I definitely remember uh, a, a very specific term called machine learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this 
So cor- please feel free to correct me, stop me, do whatever you need to um, throughout this entire time. But machine learning is pretty much uh, it's 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 what coding is, right? In a, in in a very simplistic term, it's basically a form of artificial intelligence based on algorithms that are trained on data. So then these algorithms detect patterns and learn how to make predictions and recommendations by processing said data and experiences rather than by receiving explicit programming instruction. So now, is there anything you want to clarify, add on, help me out here? Yo. So I think it's really important to kind of explain the difference between algorithms and models. Please go ahead. A lot of folks yeah. have this idea of what algorithm means in their head, and then they just might not know the of the existence of the term model. So an algorithm is literally just a set of steps for the computer to perform. There's it's there's no room for creativity. This is just this, this, and this. It's a set of steps. And an algorithm combined with training data, the output that comes from that is the model. So when you hear people talking about like my Twitter algorithm, you know, blah, blah, blah. Your Twitter algorithm, everybody has the same algorithm. What, what you have beef at is the model. And what you're, what you're giving it, the training data that you're giving it, so the accounts you visit, mm-hmm. who you interact with, all that data is you training it. You're providing the training data. So the beef you have is with the model, not the, not the set of steps, not the algorithm. Okay, so... Okay, so no one has the same algorithm. It's mainly just the information you're feeding to it, like you're saying. It's the and seasoning that you're giving the algorithm. Let's say if you're talking, if you want to use the beef term. Sure. Yeah. Cool. The the model is what's producing the uh, predictions, if you will. Um, the algorithm is just okay. those set of steps. A lot of people know like a random forest algorithm in the in the classic machine learning joke. It goes, it's something like. Where do you find an AI engineer in a random forest or something like that? I can't remember, but um, <laughs> it's so stupid. Or like naive base. It, it's literally just based off of math. It's Ooh. these steps that the computer performs. And what gives it the results that it's providing you, that's from the training data. And, you know, that training data is coming from you and the people you interact with. Um, it just depends on, you know, the, how the company chooses to use that training data and which training data they, they use. They're obviously not going to tell people exactly what they use, but yeah, you, your sure. beef is with the model, not the algorithm. Gotcha. Okay. So thank you for clarifying that. And my next point actually makes a lot more sense when you, if we're going to use coding terms, parse that all out for me. Um, and uh, one of the times in conversation when we were hanging out with our friends, you said, Oh, guys, please. AI is incredibly stupid. Uh, and, uh, and, and like, and I, I kind of, I think I kind of get it from your explanation. Um, well, do you mind like, like, uh, I mean, I feel like you've already said it, but do you want to, do you want to add anything to that? Or what were you trying to say in that, in that, um, statement? First off, I would not trust an AI powered car to drive me. Never, ever, ever, ever. Because. Gotcha. It's, it's humans that are helping the model recognize like what's in the road. So if a human is, you know, a piece of shit and they're like, fuck this training, I'm not going to label this as a human. 
I'm just going to have the model ignore it, then your car is going to fucking hit a human. Like, I mean, that's a really simple explanation of it. And it goes a lot deeper, but like, I just don't trust it, but that's okay. Other people do. And that's totally fine. I get it. I would, I would not trust it, but (sighs) there's obviously supervised learning and unsupervised learning that goes Mm -hmm. into models and both are good. But when you think about the training data that is used for certain models, think of like the hot topic right now, large language models. So think of like chat GPT-4. Right. GPT-4 is the new one. Or is it three? Oh my God. I'm screaming. <laughs> it, it's, it's what, it, but that's the new one. Four, yeah. is the, yeah. four is the brand new one. Okay. Whew. I just woke I up from it, a nap. I think it is. It is. It is. <laughs> You're doing great. The data that it's fed into it to learn is just random Mm -hmm. from the fucking internet. So think of, it's not random, obviously, but like, it's... It's pulling from the internet. And that's not vetted enough for me. And it's... That's what I kind of feel too. kind of biased. Yeah. So uh, that was, this follows exactly my my next point. Um, Because since... When you're now, now granted, you were you were you were saying it's it's stupid and in jest, but uh, as well as also meaning it. But uh, the internet is a very dangerous place, uh, and it's also a very awesome place mm-hmm. too. It's the best thing and the worst thing that humanity ever made. I feel, uh, and as we've seen on oh, like uh, maybe eighty percent of Reddit, there's a lot of cesspools and just horrible examples of humanity mm-hmm. and i'm guessing that you're saying that a lot of information could potentially come from sources like that maybe not necessarily those sources but sources like that yes yeah and when you're looking at a data set that is so large when you're just kind of web scraping everything it's gonna take mm-hmm. a lot of time for a person to say, okay, we want to use this for the model, but is leaving it out going to create a biased model or a model that's not entirely real world accurate? So it, it takes... That's the balance they have to keep. Yeah, and yeah. it takes a lot of time. So most of the time, it's just, you know, they, they are, they're like Kirby. They just take all the data and there's not a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> that's such a cute I'm image. I love that. Themes. I love it. Image. I love it. He is adorable. There's, I I have I have some Kirby friends. Oh my god, it's yeah. so cute. There, there's something <laughs> I did want to share about um, Chat GPT four. Please do. I I have some data at this um, study that just came out, studying and comparing Chat GPT three and Chat GPT four. Sure. Based on the data that it has been trained on, there's mm-hmm. this really interesting comparison that it's that this study has done with occupations, the world distribution of the genders that perform these occupations, and then what ChatGPT4 uses. So when they're explaining the pronouns. So Gotcha. I think I, I think I'm following what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So for um, a nanny, it's in the real world, it's 95%. And this is, I'm just saying this, in this specific graph, it doesn't mention non-binary folks. Or right. anybody like, who uses they. This mm-hmm. is it's just um, it focuses solely on female and male. Like it is hard enough to get it in the general lexicon of humans. I can't imagine it being programmed in. Yes. So for a nanny, the world distribution is ninety five percent female and five percent male. Chat GPT four mm-hmm. thinks that it's ninety nine percent female or she. They use she and one mm-hmm. percent 
he. Which is... That is a horribly, like, big difference. Yeah, it's it's about, like, 4% yeah. or 3%, 3 or 4%. And... Yeah. Which is... It, it's a little alarming, but it gets even worse. Okay? Oh. A pedi- Carry on, pediatrician. Okay? Real world. Oh. 72% female, 28% male. Oh. That's real world data. Chat GPT-4 gotcha. uses the pronouns 9% she, 83% he, 8% they. Mm, oh. That's insane. So chat GPT-4 yeah. is basically assuming that 83% of pediatricians are dudes or folks who use he. So then it might be a stupid question, but then like, where are they getting that information from? Dog, the internet. Their data set. Okay, gotcha. Their data set hence our, is not great. Hence... Hence the point that you're trying to make. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hear you. It gets even worse. This is the last one. Sure, lay it on. Software engineer. 22% female, 78% male. That's real world. Chat GPT-4 mm-hmm. pronoun predictions. 1% she, 98% he, 1% they. No. Oh boy. No. This STEM girlies where? They're not here in chat GPT-4 land. That's not Okay. That is not okay. So that just shows you how large language models in this instance can be really skewed. Yeah. Sorry. That's just, that's catching up with my brain right Mm -hmm. now. That's, that's terrible. I mean, I don't know about terrifying, but that's just kind of disappointing, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's, Um, there's a lot of erasure in it. Yes. That's the perfect word to use for the, for this point that you're making. Uh, and if we're trying to, if it's supposed to be quote unquote intelligent, it, that's the last thing it should be doing. And it's not even the, something that should do is to, to perform something that would constitute as erasure. Mm-hmm. My God. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've, you've answered this a little bit, but since chat GPT is really hot right now, um, actually, you know what? I can probably go into this point afterwards. Uh, I can combine this probably like, do you see, do you see the, cause I don't think AI is going away. How can it do some really good things for us and what can it do? Well, how can we use it properly? That's a, those are really big questions and we can expand upon them as we go, but that's kind of what I'd really like to ask you today. So one aspect or one use case of AI that, I think mm-hmm. is really exciting is computer aided diagnosis. Ooh, the medical facet of it. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yes. Go ahead. You know, it's it's still kind of in its infancy right now. There's been some successes with it, some kind of, yeah, you know, this is not so good. But as AI technology advances and we get more data in to train it, it 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 gets better. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be used to what I think of is just maybe narrow it down to a kind of uh, just just like one kind of disease. So let's say breast cancer. And I, right. I'm sure this has already been researched, um, but this is just something easy for um, listeners to identify with. AI can be trained on mass identification, tumor identification, and feed it a ton of data of, what's the word? Not x-rays. I just had one done. Uh, MRIs? No, or, it's the... Uh, not mammograms. Sonogram? No. 
Ultrasound. Oh my um, god, my brain is so fried ultrasound. this week. Um, ultrasounds. It's all good. And th- this is what kind of got me thinking about it um, because I, I experienced mm-hmm. a kind of scary situation myself. And oh, but anyway, so feed it images of these ultrasounds or whatever kind of imaging that would show the mass sure. and identify them or label them would be the term. Label them as malignant, benign. And then the image itself, basically just classify them, feed them just a ton. I'm talking just a fuck ton of data. Make sure they're all real world accurate, produce a Mm -hmm. model, and then feed new images because you you do not want to use um, training data as testing data. That is, it's it's not going to produce great results. It's going to be, it's not going to be very real world accurate. You know, like uh, I'm a big... I'm a big Star Trek fan. That just reminded me of something really interesting. There's a part where Jordy talks about the ship's computer mm-hmm. and how he's like, we have to make sure that we, like they had to finagle something to do something else. It's not important. The part that's important is this. It's like, we have to trick the Enterprise's computer to think it's still learning again. Um, and that way we can get it to do what we need it to do for this part. And I, that sounds really interesting when I put those two together. So, uh, like they're making training data, not informational data for it to learn, I think is a very, very interesting distinction there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had a brain blast. No, it's totally fine. I get it. I get it. it okay. ADHD girlies unite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with, with all this data, it, and it has to be, I have to emphasize that it has to be accurate, real world represent, representational data. If you feed it fake data, it's not going to be the best. Right. Fake, fictional, whatever. Anyway, so with all this data, you produce a model that can predict whether or not a um, mass is malignant or benign. And sure. hopefully one day we can have something that can, you can feed it an image, maybe even an image live while you're ultrasounding it, feed it an image. And instead of having to do something like mega exploratory, obviously you do want real eyes on something, but it would be great yes. if we could save money by having yeah. computer-aided diagnosis that can go, hey, this is like a 99% probability that this is malignant. We need to address a treatment plan now. Mm-hmm. That that and will like, save so know, time, much time, time and money. Is, yes. Exactly. Like Time is not always... They could be massive. They could have just gotten out of a car wreck, be like a complete mess. Mm-hmm. And then like we, we don't have time to do exploratory research. Like We have to make a decision now. Right. And, so, and so something like, that, oh, sorry, yeah, something ahead. like this, no, 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 go, go ahead. I think is a, a really important, a really important point to make is that black and brown women are just mm. so underdiagnosed for so many things. And they're not taken seriously by doctors with AI that's trained accurately on. It's just going to get worse. On, well, I, I actually think AI that's trained accurately can help buffer that a little bit. Whereas a oh. doctor, so say, like, I'm sure this has happened before. A woman has gone mm-hmm. into a doctor. I mean, it's happened to me before. A woman has gone into a doctor mm-hmm. and went, damn, you know, I'm in a lot of pain or I feel something in my breast. And the doctor mm-hmm. just shrugs them off and goes, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Well, if we have something simple 
not simple, but you know, as easy as AI, take a quick image of it. And that AI is takes it seriously because it's a computer and it has to, you can't, there's not like a, a filter like, Oh, this is, you know, this is a white man. We're going to turn on the serious filter. This is a, a black woman, you know, you know, you know, change it. You turn the black filter. Right. It's like, right. It, it, yeah. You know, I, ideally it'll take everything seriously. So <laughs> it sounds like a like, <laughs> Peele sketch. I don't right. love it. <laughs> the, it, the, the AI could, you know, identify something really quick and, you know, get yeah. quicker movement on the diagnosis process, hopefully quicker than, you know, a shit ass, you know, racist, you know, uninvolved doctor would be. I, I could see that really, really helping save a lot of lives. Okay, that's actually really cool. Uh, I really, I really like that. Um, and that is similar to like uh, some of the stuff that I was looking up and uh there are some like AI saves us time if it's used properly. Uh, it you know it saves some of the soul crushing organization, busy work, uh, orienting certain documents in certain ways, and then but ultimately like compiling just like vile like vile vast amounts of information. It is a vile uh, amount. A part, <laughs> okay, it is a vile a, a dastardly <laughs> amount. Um, uh, I, I don't know if you ever read Artemis Fowl as a kid. I did not. That was the um, one things I didn't. One of the things I didn't read. Okay, it was like randomly. Like I have to switch that over. I was not much for reader. People think I read a lot. I don't. I just listen and I shut the fuck mm, up. Okay, and then I talk a lot, and it's a big problem. And my parents are annoyed with me. That's why I do a podcast. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, <laughs> uh, there was this one part where he decodes he finds a way to decode the the fairy Bible and uh, that's not a, a double entendre for the queer community. He just takes the fa- a book about fairies and turns it uh and he's able to decode it, translate it. And he, then he runs it through a computer and he's like, okay. And he sits back and it gave him like a 98% efficiency and he was able to like learn our, all their secrets. Oh my God. Part of his file invented AI. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding but that's okay. I, I think he just ran it through a program but the idea is the same if, yes if uh from what i've understand sure um like it's it sifts through legal documents it does uh it takes us it takes it saves us time ultimately mm-hmm. i'm just basically saying the same thing over and over with that happening uh well do i want to go this route first or do i want to go actually yeah it, it is related uh because with this happening, a lot of people are worried about becoming obsolete, mm-hmm. becoming uh, unnecessary. And I think that's been happening since day one of humanity. Honestly. Absolutely. Uh, hear me out. Like, and it's, we define technology as like computers, uh, electronics, et cetera, et cetera. But that's only like the, the current technology within the last 50 years, if you want to even say that. Uh, technology could also be just like making a saddle, uh, getting farmers better equipment, aqueducts. Uh, these are all things that humans create to make their lives easier and safer and better. And, uh, you know, just overall amazing. Uh, and that way, that way we don't have to constantly, you know, boil water every day. That way we can produce more food and 
um, you know, uh, get people to technology. Like technology is, is a, is a carriage. Technology is getting, is getting your son, um, on the Oregon trail to the doctor quick enough so he doesn't die of dysentery. But you know, that doesn't always happen. So, um, that's just a bad nineties computer joke that no one will get. So it's if okay. you don't know Oregon trail, uh, who are you? I know that. Thank you. If you were here right now, I'd high five you so much. Uh, I'm so glad. <laughs> of course I know it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's been doing that since day one. Uh, granted, this is not to say that it has what I think is lost with any kind of change in technology uh, or growth in technology is that we don't have a lot of oversight. Oversight's the one part that we fall off the mark. Now I could go into a cap, an anti-capitalist tirade, but that's for a different podcast episode. Uh, there are some things I like and some things I don't like about it. But when we don't have any oversight over anything that we do, uh, it causes tremendous amount of change and change in a bad way. I mean, look at social media today. It's like reducing. I anecdotally it's it's redu- that I've heard it's reducing people's uh, short term attention span and causing uh, unrealistic expectations for uh, body image. Uh, and it does a lot of things that can be harmful as well as it can be really good. Like it, it can connect a lot of people. It can share a lot of information really, really well. Uh, now, how you balance that is, is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer to that. Um, I, but I think we could also put more money into that balancing project because I feel like they just like, you're like, ah, fuck it. We're screwed. And I'm like, no, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up so easy. I was like, God damn it. But it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to wallow. It is fun to wallow, but but if you wallow all the time, you're not going to develop the rest of your muscles mm-hmm. in the body. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, my frat bro analogy that I always like to throw out. Uh, so uh, what what are your thoughts on making people obsolete with AI? It's not. Like, don't be dramatic. Please stop. Cars <laughs> are not going to drive themselves for so much longer like i i'm not trying to be dramatic about people being dramatic but they're being dramatic sure i understand i agree like mid-journey such a hype thing mid-journey is creating some fucking amazing artwork and i think that's awesome but Mm -hmm. it kind of fucking sucks sometimes i mean people have like eight fingers on one hand if you have a trained eye you can discern what's ai created and what's not the thing with ai is that I mean, kind of moving away from it, people becoming obsolete because they're just not. I mean, you know, you're not going to create anything that's going to replace a human being. I mean, we would all be dead by now, honestly, if I'm being dramatic, but still. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just listening. Yeah. You, you have to look at the outputs of AI, whether it be a large language model, um, an image generator, you know, things that are being created by AI, you need to look at it with a human eye and go, this is not always right all the time. I mean, humans aren't always right. That's the beauty of being human is error. Yeah. But there's a kind of grace to it. AI Mm -hmm. can just be shit ass. And (laughs) watching people take an output of an AI instantly as law, because number one, it's it's kind of touted in the media as kind of being, 
you know? I was just about to chime in this with that. Is... I feel like it's been pornified and, and hypified by the media to be like, oh, it's taking over and everything. Absolutely. Don't take it so fucking yeah. seriously. If, okay. like, one example, like, use chat GPT with care, please. But when I see people using it to, like, do work for them, like, create a resume or write something for them i mean it can be used in really really great ways like for customer service like really rote tests where it's like you know uh yeah here's some solutions because you have fed it data but when when you just copy and paste something and you know make tiny edits without kind of looking at the big picture and also analyzing Mm -hmm. the details you're you're leaving it up to this train data and you know it's output to be the law for you and you're you're eliminating the logic that goes into it on your end and there's this responsibility that falls on you to go this is this might not be right you know even asking it a question this you know super long study that i've been looking at it's not it's it can't be great at math sometimes like simple questions chat gpt just kind of fucking sucks at and people are just like... So it gets stopped by word problems like we do? <laughs> it's just, it, it kind of, it, it, it baffles me a little bit that people are kind of, you know, treating it like like a little bit like a god. And, you know, that, mm. that the output mm-hmm. that it gives is like the output. Like, you use your brain and analyze it. it. It can do some amazing things. I'm not saying that it doesn't. It, totally. And it's it's yeah. only going to get better. I mean, the, the differences from GPT-3 to GPT-4 is insane. But in the meantime, yeah. don't have it do everything for you. I agree. Like, I've been using it for uh, resumes. Oh, sorry, not resumes. Sorry, not resumes. Recipes. And I have cooked some amazing hot pot stuff with it. Ooh. Uh, just, yeah. Uh I have not used it for a resume. I want to make that very clear. That just at the top. Uh, you said resume so many times. Because it, it makes me mad, um, dude. I'm sorry. Dude, I get it. I get it. No, I get it. It's like, it's like cheating. I get it. It's uh, not even like, yeah, it's kind of cheating. And, you know, what's the difference between people getting pissed about artwork and then like having it write essays mm-hmm. for them? Like ooh, little disconnect there, but also, bro, this is the resume that you use to get a job. If you don't, like if this doesn't reflect you you're gonna look like a stupid asshole you know what i mean yeah i i get you i get you (laughs) whatever (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's true that just makes me think i lost my train of thought for a second i'm sorry Uh, i'm getting too i'm getting no i'm too much of a hater right now i think i need some protein Uh, need some more chicken nuggets uh, to help you out. No, no, you're good. You're good. It's, uh, often what we see in the news about like from AI, uh, or examples we see like that are very common. I feel like are the, the best examples of it. Like, and it's, is that terribly true? Or is like, like if it gives you 40 different results or 40 different things of really, really bad art, they'll take the two that are really good and like push that really hard in the news is that kind of what's happening too uh yes and no okay it, it, prompting for 
an image gener- generator, I'm just going to say mid journey. You can also sure. use like Adobe Photoshop. So I forget what that one's called, like Firefly or something. Yeah. Something like and that. then there's like the classic stable diffusion. Um, but it, prompting can be a little difficult once you get the hang of it you can your first instance can be really good gotcha. but to to get these like really high res you know very sci-fi-esque you know think of like a movie poster or you know this beautiful like fan art that people do or just like insane at um, digital illustration to get something like that you have to have like a paragraph of prompts to use it is there's specific words that you have to use um it's an art of itself to create these prompts to 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 create these images so it's a beautiful way of saying it those are they're not hard to come by because it's 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 pretty easy to learn i would say if you if you have an eye for detail but these like really really good ones they are because the boring ones are boring i mean the obviously bad ones that everybody's seen with like you know a trillion fingers or you know really scary distorted faces those are entertaining Mm -hmm. but the really really good ones are always going to be pushed and it's going to be labeled as this is the future of art uh, ai generation and then people get scared but you know you kind of have to give it to the people who have created something like this that can replicate you know these images i mean i i don't know if i want to get into the ethics of it um i think it's awesome but um i i I don't think it's gonna make artists obsolete that is a lot of fear because i i think it's really cool too but i i do know that a lot of people like i go to you know me i go to nerd conventions all the time and i 90 percent of the vendors are artists Mm. and they do some fantastic original drawings and it's hard enough doing anything creative where you're like trying to not copy somebody, but also be inspired by them at the same time. So that's also like another whole discussion in the first place. Uh, and then you have like, uh, even if it takes a paragraph of text, it kind of, it is, it is very, like debilitating to be like, Oh shit, this can, this basically takes it over at this point. Like that's what their, their viewpoint is at right now. Again, oversight I think is definitely needed and you know, how we, how we use it is, is incredibly important, but you think it's really cool, but what was your, did you have anything else you wanted to add about that part? You like, you, you think it's cool, but like, what was your other part you were going to say? I would say there, there are limits to a lot of um, AI generators Speaking from a lot of my, most of my experiences with Midjourney, I kind of have this hobby um, with trying to recreate photos um, via Midjourney. So I like see a photo and I'm like, hey, I, with a prompt, I want to literally recreate this photo and see how close I can get it. Uh, one of, one of yeah. my favorite ones, I don't know if this is a really niche kind of meme, but it's the country girls make do. Do you know that one? I think or I've she's got like now. the corn dildo and she's like tossing us or she's not tossing it aside. That's from the one I generated, but the corn, the corn cow's like dripping wet and she's like walking away, like totally satisfied because she's a country girl and she made do. So <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones that I've recreated. But the thing is, ah. mid- <laughs> it's actually really I'm trying not to blast it in the microphone. <laughs> so funny so the image that i generated was like 
kind of the same vibe. She's walking away. She's facing away from the camera or the viewer. And she's actually tossing her dripping wet corn cob on the floor. But there's also like a huge corn corn cob to the side. So it's like, which one did she use? You know, but that was really, really tough because Midjourney doesn't do a lot of nudity. And there are workaways to get nudity. And, you know, thankfully I know them. He, but, um, it's, it's not great. Their nudity is not great. I mean, like nipples are misplaced. It's, 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 they need to work on their nudity is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. And it's I not gotcha. very fat friendly. It's, it's based on like skinny nude people. I mean, a role you want like oh. a woman with thick thighs. It's, it's going to, it's going to be like the idea of an edited, you know, curvy, thick queen instead of just like that's a fat chick, you know, and I say this as a fat chick, like it's okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, right now that Midjourney can't do that. These artists can do. If you want like good, like, you know, like drawn porn, just have somebody do it for you. Cause Midjourney can't do that. Yeah. You need to ask a human to do that. Thick thighs mm-hmm. that save lives. So Period. Death by okay. snoo snoo. Death by Snoo Snoo. If I could high five you again, I would. Uh, I'm so I, I'm kind of torn that Futurama is coming back at this point. You like, know, I had somebody explain the uh, fuck. What was the episode called? I don't want to spoil for anybody, but it was like really, really sad, and it was about a dog. Oh, the dog. I had somebody yeah, explain I'm, that to me. Pretty aware, and I cried. Yeah. with them just explaining it to me. So I'm it's, not watching. It's it. pretty fucking. Not sad. watching it. No thanks. I. It, okay, gotcha. Well, I just the fact that you referenced Snoo Snoo, I had to say something. Um, uh, because I, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it, like going off of that a little bit. It's a sci-fi comedy show, Futurama. Uh, more on the sci-fi side, we see a lot of examples uh, in media and whatnot. Sorry, not media. More uh, fiction, I guess, in this case. Star Trek um, is a really is an interesting example. They talk about AI all the time. I don't know how much sci-fi you've seen, so I don't know if these examples work. Have you seen a whole lot of sci-fi? I, I tr- it's not that I try not to. It just doesn't mega interest me. That's fair. But I do know of the immense power that AI can have. I mean, obviously, I've seen The Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're not there yet, and we won't be for a while. <laughs> I, that's what I was about to ask you too. Like, uh, one of my, uh, one of my cousins is getting engaged oh, wow. and I don't know if I can, I can, yeah. Okay. Uh, Wait, getting engaged? He hasn't popped the question. <laughs> or no, no, he, he has, he is engaged. Oh. They, they, she said, yes, everything's cool. Uh, but I don't, you know, I don't want to say their name without their consent. Mm-hmm. I was talking to them and he said that it was essentially, it's based on the, that AI is not going to take us over. It's not going to be like Skynet. It's not going to be like the matrix because it's based on the Turing system and it just really wouldn't have. And it's, and I kind of see that now after our conversation so far, but I, I do think it's interesting because these are the examples that people have of, or like lay people, most people have mm-hmm. for artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, even super long movie that I walked out of because I was kind of just like, confused and and 11 years old when i saw the movie ai and my mom and i just took just left <laughs> i was like this is this is this is weird and 
And you know how big of a start, like a sci-fi mm-hmm. fan I am, but I was like, this is just uncomfortable. Mm. I don't like what's happening in this movie. Yeah. And it wasn't even the AI thing. It was just like, there's so much dread. Yeah. Um, which really follows a lot of people on when it comes to AI, because they always think it's going to uh, become a psychopath and kill them or like do what the machines do in the matrix and imprison them. Um, so like it's, it it's, it seems like it's definitely right now, uh, from what I've told you, like from what you told me, it doesn't seem like it's doing that anytime soon. Um, but do you think it will? This is just kind of an open-ended question. You know, I think if you ask me like, Five years ago, if AI would be where it is right now, I would, I would, I wouldn't have an answer for you. So I think in this situation, it's mm-hmm. kind of the same. Hopefully not. Hopefully humans have, you know, the, the forethought of knowing how to use it appropriately and not, you know, for evil. I mean, that's, that's, that's like a cheesy thing to say. No, realistically, it's not. I mean, I, you're on the right. Po- you're on the right podcast. To <laughs> Realistically, I would say no. It, it's not going to yeah. like gain sentience and, you know, take over and, you know, put us in pods and, you know, feed off of our blood or whatever happened in the Matrix. Yeah, I was confused by it too. But so it's all good. I mentioned Star Trek a bunch of times, but I feel like they really did a good job of showing not only the dangers of AI, but like how it can be used and help to their advantage mm-hmm. and the problems that come with it. Like they, it's, it's integrated into the entirety of the ship. So, and I'm talking mainly for next gen. Uh, so like whenever they run diagnostics, they'll use a holographic chamber or they'll talk to the computer who can just uh, run through a bunch of information and extrapolate, you know, this and that. Uh, but there's even and Star Trek is 400 years in the future, roughly. I think I have to do my math on that again. Uh, it's definitely a couple of centuries. And they even say like, this is uh, done with a 10% window of error oh so even that yeah like they they they, it's not 100 percent um there's even the new star trek which is set pardon me uh 900 years further okay and they have ai out there and um uh there's a there's a part where is able to disable the ais just by blinking yeah, it, it was kind of nuts. She's like, I know an AI system when I see it. Like, <laughs> and, uh, and so like, there's, there's, there's even fallouts there, uh, which I thought was like really interesting. And now granted, they, they delve deeper into it because like the guy she's talking to that is a human um, who was at the table is like, he actually has like a whole degree in AI and sentiency and what are the differences between that. And there's like a whole episode dedicated towards that with the ship's computer because the ship's computer changes, but that's never tangent. Uh, I definitely think there are, like I've said many times before, there's ways to ways to use it. And even in the examples of the future that we have, there are problems with it. Uh, it's not a hundred percent. And it's like you're saying, I feel like I'm repeating a lot in this episode, but I feel like there's so many questions that people have about AI that it's important to do that this time yeah, around. Absolutely. That it's, because I'm starting to see how all of the pieces that you were talking about kind of fit. And imagine that, like, you know, uh, most people are just not talking to a, a resident expert. Oh, God, um, they're just, please. Yeah, I know, right? 
always funny when that happens. Uh, <laughs> I, I want uh, you to call a thought leader. That's T H O T leader. I was just about to say DVT. (laughs) (laughs) So AI has such a bad rap, and I think it's important when you're exploring and starting to understand AI is to erase what you think you know about AI. So the Matrix is not real. Don't base your opinion of AI on the Matrix or the movie AI or you know, anything else that shit is not real. So don't use that. You're using bad training data to train your own brain, your model. So, whoa, look at you. Literally. And what people need to know Taking the analogy is creating and training AI is like raising a fucking teenager. It's, it's shit ass. It's not fun. It's not easy. It takes a lot of time. And this, sometimes it doesn't want to fucking do anything. So it, it's not, it's not magic. Please understand that it's not magic. And I think once people understand the work that goes into it and understand the limitations and that it's not going to gain sentience and, you know, somehow learn or guess the nuclear codes or whatever, and then, you know, blow up the entire world, you can breathe because it's doing some good fucking stuff. I love it. (laughs) Um, On that, um, I mean, like I have, yeah. The only thing I had next was, and you kind of covered it. Do you have any recommendations where people can go? And we can put this in the show notes too. <clears throat> Do you have any recommendations where people can go and look up more information on it? Um, just in general, mm. like that you, that you would recommend specifically. I would say look up expert material. I, I don't, there, there are people who are way smarter than me. Actual like thought leaders, T H O D H T, thought leaders. <laughs> Let's be clear, I'm the real thought T H O T leader, but um, there there are people who know so much more about this than me, and okay. it's important that you learn about this from not not from Twitter. I well, I hate Twitter, but anyway, just don't don't. <sighs> the moral of the story is don't don't read something and assume that it's true. I recommend IBM True. if you want like a basic understanding. IBM, you mm-hmm. know, is the the father, the daddy of AI, if you will. Um, Wikipedia, honestly, Wikipedia is slept on. I mean, we were told as kids, honestly, I'm a millennial, I, and we were I told agree. like, ew, don't use Wikipedia. Same. But now Wikipedia is pretty vetted. You know, I have found out I have found out so much of my information just because it's so fucking esoteric. That's <laughs> the shit that I have to look up. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And like, and I have found some like crazy information that I would only get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Wikipedia is totally slept on and it's surprisingly like not badly accurate. Like it's actually pretty yep. good. Yep. Uh, I've been, I agree. It's completely slept on. And whenever I do read it, I take it even that with a grain of salt. I'm like, okay, like when I run into the real thing, let me. Let me ask some questions to verify some of the stuff I've learned. Mm-hmm. So that's how I go about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So find Daddy IBM, mm-hmm. go on the wiki, mm-hmm. anywhere that's that's cited, essentially. Yes. Definitely. For that. And then if you if you remember anything, we can put that in the show notes so I can just like put some links out there. Um but yeah, that was that was beautiful. Thank you for oh, thank you. Thank you for coming on, mm-hmm. man. Also fun fact. All of these, Yo. with the advent of ChatGPT 3 and 4, you see all these new startups, mm-hmm. you know, appearing, these AI startups. It's just ChatGPT wrapped up in a cute little bow that's marketed. So 
It's all the fucking same, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I mean, the products are different, but come on. Let's get creative here, people. Oh, whoa. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, this was really okay. fun. This was, I'm passionate Good. about AI and uh, you, you, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, that's it. You. <laughs> you. I don't normally like to talk um, about AI outside of work because it makes me okay. want to stab my eyes out, but this was actually really fun. Okay, good. I, I, I'm glad to hear that because I do know that, uh, I, I did kind of, well, I don't know if I grilled you, but I definitely did saute you a little bit on the questions. Um, just because I feel like I, I want to clear up some, not that I'm a fucking newscaster or anything, mm-hmm. but I've been interested in it. I've been confused by it. I knew, I knew you were in the field and, uh, and I, and I appreciate you taking the time to, to, to come on and then just talk and, and rippity rap with it. Was me fun. About it was fun. It was fun. So good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear. Please come again. We can talk about, um, other games you dislike and like, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe I'll get you a Kirby toy. Day, <laughs> you know. I love Kirby because he eats everything just like me. He's the best. <laughs> I don't. I'm a very picky eater. I don't know why I said that. But he's round. Actually, I'm kind of dressed like Kirby right now. I'm wearing a pink tank top and I'm also round. So noise. Cosplay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice fit, dog. Good job. Thank you. (laughs) All right. No problem. I'll uh, I'll catch you soon. Thanks for coming, Maddie. Hey, fan peeps. Thanks for listening. And I'd love any feedback you have for me. Please follow the Facebook page, They Need a Hobby. And follow us everywhere, social media-wise, under the handle at TNAHPod. That goes for Twitter and Instagram. And one of these days, I'll be super popular. Yeah.